Megan and Harry have had quite a week since their big sit-down interview with Oprah. Naturally, the world reacted in a big way, so we took some time to chat about it all in this installment of Mixed Life ATL. We're ready. Here we go. Ready or not, right? To tackle the craziest um, subject that's hit our <laughs> our country and world this week. Uh, yes. Forget a pandemic. Let's talk about English royalty. <laughs> yes. Um, anywho, so yeah, I guess I, you know, I've been wanting to, to talk about Meghan Markle for a long time, so I guess now's the time we're <laughs> we're here mm-hmm. um I'm excited that Oprah's involved and just all of it there's there's a lot of good happening from this even though you know everyone is so shocked and dismayed and taken aback by the conversation um that she yes. very had with Oprah but there's a lot I think you and I can relate we know that we've been waiting for this to all kind of come to light come to yeah light, right <laughs> the truth shall set you free exactly <laughs> and according to them there's a lot to be set free from and I could not <laughs> exactly. agree more exactly I um so okay to be expected you know there's been a lot of um reaction and tons of articles that have come out and press and and whatnot and people's takes on things and I just wanted to like read through this list that that popped up on my end of you know, the 11 bombshells, so to speak. It's kind of like a, I guess, a quick review of the conversation. And then I figured you and I can just tackle all these thoughts and go through, like, I know we both were taking (laughs) lots of notes on what, like, shocked us personally the most and what we wanted to talk about. So um, I was going to read through this list. It's, uh, it was titled 11 bombshells from Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's tell-all interview from today and number one was that they actually eloped number two was that Megan had to learn how to curtsy three Kate Middleton made Megan cry four Archie's skin color was an quote-unquote awkward conversation are these in order of an of like wows or just like any random order I I would like to know (laughs) who who was the source of this article I'm just curious today show the today show oh yes Um, yes yes okay this makes sense (laughs) five is Megan has contemplated suicide um six Megan and Harry didn't choose uh not to have Archie a royal or to give Archie a royal title seven they're having a girl eight they're done having kids nine the dynamics with harry's family shifted after their tour in australia and 10 money from princess diana was used after the royals cut them off 11 prince harry and prince william don't seem to be on the best terms so we're gonna tackle all that and more i think today (laughs) um hopefully Mm -hmm. if you know we'll see see how this goes but um yeah is there anything you want to just start with uh initial thoughts Tarana before we just kind of go through everything (laughs) well as someone who's kind of sat with this issue of um race um specifically as it relates to my racial identity being a biracial woman in a very binary society um born in the 1970s I certainly 
have seen it all, I feel like, and felt it all um, with regard to how our country processes race. However, I really, and actually the world, I should say, but I really think that this shows this interview um now we're you know it's at a global you know this global perspective is so so important Mm -hmm. um, because these are global systems that that we're operating in they're not just unique to the united states of america so i think this was very important moment because of the global nature of this Mm -hmm. um i just feel like the that that we we are going to become more and more unable to um to say that this is that race is no longer an issue in our society for the people who may just still be holding on to the fact that no everybody is equal and kumbaya and Mm -hmm. just because it's now on the books that everyone's equal you know everyone should just work hard and it all straighten itself out Mm -hmm. like i'm hoping that these kind of news stories keep ratcheting themselves up till no one can deny that this is a very real present uh, dynamic of our society that we must address actively, not passively. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to continue to have more and more of these examples um, until, I don't know, we're all forced to look in the mirror. Um, but yes. that was my one of my many thoughts uh, walking away yeah. from that. No, that's, that's a good point. I mean, that's the the overarching, like we can get into the nitty gritty of who made who cry and who's not speaking to who, which is like, to me, these are all little small results of a much larger uh, point, a much larger battle, right? That we're fighting um, globally, really. I mean, well, we're, yes, we're talking about an institution that is responsible for much of the colonization of the world. And you know, this is not, this is not a small thing. This is a huge moment on a larger scale. They're, they're blowing up an institution, a, 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 a normality or a formality of this institution and saying that love is more important. Equality is more important. You know, they're, they're sending a very, very bold message and they did it at the expense of so much, which is amazing and so brave. And, um, you know, I think at the end, you know, I really hoped for uh, to see the institution to change when I watched their wedding. And when I saw a little I, I, you know, I was fascinated with the whole thing. I'm not obsessed with the Royals whatsoever. My mom has always been very much a follower of the Royals. We have um, English uh, DNA and, and culture and my mother's mother's side. Um, and and so she's always followed British culture and, um, and the Royals and especially with Princess Diana. I think that's when I first, you know, like most in our generation started paying somewhat of attention. Um, and I definitely have watched the whole series of the crown. Love it. Um, but, and I think that I really wanted to watch it because of Megan's entrance into this. And I have been as, as an American woman, as she's an American woman and a, um, biracial or mixed race as she likes to refer to herself and Harry refers to her woman I of course was fascinated with the entire thing and I got up early when they had their wedding and I watched the entire thing um, and felt excited actually and hopeful that oh wow this institution's embracing this couple for who they are 
they, you know, have the black church choir. <laughs> they had the black pastor preaching on love. And, you know, you saw the, what I deemed as the fusion of their cultures coming together. And so it felt like the institution or the firm now we're, we're, call, we're calling it, um, is really was really embracing this and her as an American. And you could see that the queen genuinely, I felt, does embrace their union. So I was hopeful. And then when she went on the world tour, when they both went on the world tour um, to Australia and to other countries in the Commonwealth, it was so amazing to see her interact with all of these different um, citizens of these different countries so seamlessly. And I really felt that they were on an amazing path just from a distance, you know, obviously I'm no expert, but from a distance, it seemed like they were on a great path to some change. And little did we know, like from behind the scenes, there was a much larger evil forming against them really and not embracing it at all. And so that was sad. That was, that's the part that's the most sad to me um, is that the lost, the lost potential of their influence together. You literally have the most amazing female multiracial bridge builder you could ha- you could possibly Advocate. probably have <laughs> step in to this royal family and you chose to eject them like you it sh- you chose not to embrace it because eject. you want to yes. uphold eject. the yes. the tradition of this institution the supremacy of this institution the white supremacy of this institution quite frankly the English British royalty supremacy of this institution and it's disgusting quite frankly I mean they they they've showed the world now multiple times I mean Diana was not the first time Um, when you watch the crown you see this has happened many times before it's just that now we're in 2021 we have social media we have 24 7 news we have you know, we know there's we much see, more exposure, so right? much more exposure, right? So there's there's little you can get away with um, in 2021, and yeah, um, yeah, and the destructiveness, the destructiveness yeah. of taking what was very both Harry's platform and her platform together as very powerful, and as she said yes. in the interview, as they both said, we thought that this was going to be so good, we were ready to serve the queen and we thought this was going to be very we were ready and and harry said i thought megan was so well equipped to serve the commonwealth because of so much you know representation and well her compassion and her empathy and her experiences but the red just by virtue of seeing a face that they could identify with a little bit just by virtue of her being a mixed a woman of of biracial um ethnicity and culture and a person of color um, that could go in and meet them and have shared experiences. And the mm-hmm. fact that that was really not even welcome is just astounding, but, yeah. and, and, and so sad and so destructive, right? right? Because we see that is destructive in terms of community. It's destructive in terms of all kinds of uplift of lifting things that could happen for the community 
as a result of her being out in front. Um, but also, as you mentioned, evil, destructive in terms of we see the same mentality ruin a family, separate a family. Mm-hmm. Like that to me is the saddest part. And we obviously know that in the case of Diana, whether you believe, you know, her death was directly a result or a byproduct of this evil <laughs> death to death, you know, yeah. um, and we can get into some of the paparazzi's role a little bit later in this conversation. Um, but all these systems to, to that point of the paparazzi, these systems are so in bondage to another system. And I think that was really on display mm-hmm. in what some of the things that they were saying is how interwoven not only people's personal destinies are into this system that is also many things, but also racist, but um, people's destinies, uh, their personal lives, um, and even their lives, their livelihood, their actual living, breathing, my heart is beating. I mean, to, to the point about Megan contemplating suicide. I mean, if that is not like a, a moment to stop and look at yourself in the mirror and ask, how am I contributing to these systems? I don't know what was. Right. Because that is money. That is the most power that anybody in the world could have. And it serves nothing if it is wrapped up in a system that is built on divisiveness and hate. Yeah. And I think it's just a, just a phenomenal, just a really interesting, um, yeah. Case study. Yeah. And you know, one of the, one of the headlines was Royal families post racial quote unquote fantasy unravels. I don't think that they were seeing it as a post racial fantasy, <laughs> obviously, right? I don't think they see society and the world in a post racial um, way. I think they saw the world and the institution for what it was, and were still willing to tackle it. We're still willing to show up and and show good face and still try to bring everyone together. Yeah, so that's interesting. So they called it a fantasy. Yeah. Well, what about <laughs> authenticity? Right. Right, because we still are who we are, even if it is contrary to what the system is. Right. So just by virtue of them calling it a fantasy, they they what make you were you're talking about what Harry and Megan were doing together? Just being married. I think this this was a this was one of the headlines that I post racial fantasy pulled me in and it was like post racial fantasy wow that's really yeah yeah like and so this is where and so actually that's a really interesting headline and I have not read that article but this actually has some overtones to what often you know um when, when you are when you do come from a different POV where race is concerned I will speak just specifically about my perspective as you know, kind of straddling racial borders or boundaries or whatever, you can often be called, well, you're so la-di-da and optimistic, right? Because you think everybody can just get along and kumbaya, you know, that is often, so that, that actually plays into that fantasy when actually that is that person's reality that they have made their world work in a way that just defies what our um, binary society does, Right. Mm -hmm. So, but who is looked at as being the one who is too out of touch, the, Mm -hmm. the person who is having these, 
who is living in a world that supersedes the system that everybody else has who has ascribed to. So I just find that sorry, I had to take that little that that, that headline to me is very interesting. Yes. Um because it by it by virtue of saying fantasy, it says, you know, this system is here to stay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. Like this, you know, and you know, we we carry a lot of hope for ourselves. I Yes. Come to a. um, It was a big deal for me, and for some people, it's very easy to accept this. For me, though, growing up and coming into um, womanhood and becoming a mother, a wife, and a mother, and now middle age, and just like having to come to terms with this um, may not happen in my lifetime. This. everybody is truly equal and everybody is, you know, valued thing. Um, I've I've come to terms with it. Um, Maybe that's a bit naive of me to have ever thought that it could happen in my lifetime or, you know, I'm a Christian and I understand there's sin in the world and I understand there's evil. And I, you know, um, just as much as there's goodness, I do see that and I'm not blind to the evil, but, but I do think that there was a, a level of being blind to it before of just wanting to see the positive and focus on this and not operating in a way that was realistic to what, to this crazy racist system and world that we live in. Um, I don't know. Does that sound just so crazy? But I, it may, but I just, I really was hopeful and to I think I'm now, especially with the help of Be The Bridge, I feel like I'm now in in an even better um, lane, so to speak, that I see it all. I see all the divisiveness and, I, and I'm still able to, like you said, operate in it and try to make the best of the situation and try to still make change within my own parameters, like within my own capabilities, so to speak. You know, I mean, yeah. that's all we can do. We can't. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess with regard, I'm going back to that fantasy headline again. Sorry. Yeah. Because I guess, I guess it's true. it's not fantasy. If you're, it's, or naive, like, you know, I've heard some people say, sorry to cut you off, but I've heard some people say it naive, naivety and just um, disillusionment or whatever. But I think at the same, I really do think that they know and are, they know and they see the racism and the white supremacy and this institution, and they were still willing within their parameters to make it work and to try to make change. And she's very cause-minded, mission-minded, just like Harry. And they really wanted to bridge build essentially (laughs) through their union. Yeah. So and there, I think their eyes were, fantasy. yeah. And, and, the, and I think that they're, yeah, I think their eyes were wide open. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I think that, um, I guess I'm, I'm having some moments where I look at people and I go, what are you talking about? You know, racism is alive and well today. You know, when I get on people for that, you know, like, what are you, what are you talking about? Be real about these things. Of course, the queen has her prejudices. I'm sure she's a wonderful woman. But, but nine times out of 10, those people are white. Fair to say. Right. <laughs> Right. And that's why I'm always like, come back down to earth. This system is still here. So I guess on the flip side, I can see what they were saying about 
a fantasy, meaning we still very much uh, ascribe, you know, we still mm-hmm. very much live in these systems. But mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think Harry and Megan were, were, were eyes wide open trying to change that system. And as he said, and this was one of my favorite parts of the interview, I love when he admitted, I grew up in this system. But it took me about, what did he say, eight days, eight days walking yes. in my wife's shoes to understand how different of a reality she's lived by virtue of being a woman of color. And, and he's like, and then I had to do the work. Yeah. And I just so appreciated that he didn't st- just make it sound like he was just born enlightened, you right. know, like, right. I right. so loved that moment that right. he was like, what are you talking Like, I lived in this too, because I think what it said, and they keep saying, they kept saying, for anybody who said they were whining and they were bashing their family, they kept saying how much compassion they had for their family. Mm-hmm. And, um, and were very uh, circumspect in any kind of judgment they were passing. They were, they said the facts mm-hmm. and people have got to listen to those facts, even if they don't want to, but mm-hmm. they were quite circumspect and gave no, sh- through no shade in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, uh, but, but what they're saying in terms of compassion is like, oh, like Harry now, now being married to a, a black woman, a biracial woman, a mixed woman, mixed race woman, whatever you want to call her, has now had a lights on moment for which he will never live the same again. Mm-hmm. And maybe the compassion is, wow, you just don't know what you don't know. Yeah. You know, and that's not an excuse, <laughs> not excusing anybody. But um, I think that was a really profound moment. That was one but of my favorite also, moments. You know, when someone is telling you about this, believe them, you know, so that Yes, 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 yes. When when Harry is taking this information to his father, his father is blatantly choosing not to see it and not to help and not to have compassion. Yes, believe them. Yes, listen to each other. The fallout comes because it's it's almost, um, I, I feel like we see this repeated in history and with generations. It's like the younger generation is trying to enlighten the older generation out of their ways. (laughs) <laughs> right their 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 um their yes. norms their way of seeing things like see what you have done and accept what you have done and now let's make change and that right. happened in my family yeah my a family. little bit yeah <laughs> i mean that happened in my family they had to come to that moment where they were going to disown my the white family was going to disown their daughter don't ever come home if you're going to marry a black man mm. and then they realized what they were doing by letting this system they subscribe subscribe to divide their family and they were never going to know their daughter or their granddaughter who turned out to be me again. And that's the piece that I think is so sad that so many families don't get past because mm-hmm. I'm not saying my family is perfect, but God, at least I love they're in my life and I've had a, a long life loving and knowing them. Whereas some people like who's, who's to say what's going to happen with little Archie? Like, will he know his grandfather? I don't know. Right. Will he know his uncle? I don't know. And like, that is how right. serious this is. <laughs> like it divides families. It's so destructive. Like that to yes. me is a sad, the way that sad, the sad family thing. has to now separate and navigate and have to leave you know that's that's like a death you know and granted they have said now they are happier than they ever imagined they would be yes very interesting there's still that sadness there there's still that healing that needs to happen um and it can happen and i'm hopeful it will but um yeah 
you know, we can, we can back up even a little bit to the fact that, um, and I'm switching gears a little bit, the fact that they have chose Oprah to be their platform and, and own. And, and we've noticed this for a while now, right. That, um, pretty much in social media, they're exclusively making announcements and any press and everything is being filtered through Oprah and Oprah magazine and Oprah and own and own TV. And it's very interesting to me um, that, you know, the history of this, that Megan um, really, or I should say Oprah really embraced Megan <laughs> um, long time ago. She was at the wedding and, and Gail, and they had a yeah. shower, a wet a wedding shower for her, I think, in the States and all that stuff, um, or were at least in attendance. But I, you know, I, um, it says a lot that, that they have established this exclusivity for their narrative. Um, and, and I think, and we can, it may be safe to say also that that helped in saving so to speak, them from this whole situation when it came crashing down and COVID, the pandemic hit and they're in Canada and all the security was taken away. And, and they have no security, which is it also just blows my mind that you would leave your family yes, exposed. And, Tyler, and then and then Oprah just blows my mind. Superhero and sends Tyler Perry to the rescue <laughs> to give them a home to stay. It's crazy. like, whoa. I was like, this the is so crazy right God. now. But go, people, go. Talk about whoa. networks. That's whoa. some kind of a network. Whoa. I mean, like, just that it had to go there. And just the fact that, you know, I mean, this is probably, Oprah's probably saved, we know she's saved so many people in so many situations. And she's done so much good. Um, this is on a much larger scale, obviously. But um, it just is still, like... Just sitting with that alone is a little bit, that's a lot. Like, that's pretty amazing. Um, Uncle Tyler Perry came in and, and said, look, you can stay at my place on the West Coast <laughs> until you got your Here's my security. On your feet. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> but you know why? But do you know why? Because. They, both Oprah and Tyler Perry, had to walk their own road of being so far Mm -hmm. out there, being so far. Now Oprah's beloved and she's got, you know, an absolute amazing, you know, amassed an amazing amount of of power in in terms of her Mm -hmm. media presence. And she's a juggernaut. Tyler is now a juggernaut. But the thing is, they were once so far out there on the fringe. Then nobody came to get so them. True. Think about how many they, times nobody came to get them. And so they yeah. went to go get them. And I, I appreciate too. that. I mean, I just, I love <laughs> um, it. And sorry for that little thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love it. Um, it's, it's fascinating to me. And now that they were sitting down with her, I mean, I, I knew like all, all week I knew I was going to sit down for this interview. I was going to make sure, you know, husband you take care of everything with the kids I want to sit and watch this two hours uninterrupted and so many people did that obviously I don't even know the numbers but um you know they uh oh my 11 million was it 
Wasn't no it 11 idea. million? I, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. But or 17 million. I'm going to look it up right now. Sorry. DVRs. I mean, and, um, and I think, you know, I had some friends that went in and, and th- think that or thought of Megan as just ridiculous and thought of her. Um, I don't know. They, I don't think they had much respect going into it. And I, and I just was like, let me just let this two hours speak to you and breathe for itself because they haven't been paying attention. I don't think to what at least I felt like I had seen in her. I saw a very strong woman who knowing and having the relation of, of being able to relate to being biracial and being able to stand up for herself in that and her identity and own her identity and say, this is who I am, take it or leave it. And then also as a woman and to be, you know, out, to speak out for women for from a very young age and her history with that and to use her platform for all of these amazing causes. I really loved her. <laughs> um, and I thought, what better person what better American to step into this royal institution um, than her? So by the end of the two hours, I will say that I had friends that were completely blown away from, from the interview, but also had a totally different and new appreciation for Meghan Markle. Yes. And I think that that is often how women get, um, you know, people misperceive yes. them. Yeah. It's true. Um, I think that's also really at play. And the worst sometimes when there's anyone in the spotlight, we think that they're that they're. And I see this more often than not with women of color. And of course, I mean, (laughs) it happens. But for some reason, it's like if you're if you are in the press or you know um, highlighted in any way, you must be seeking it for the wrong reasons. And I just I don't see that with her um I think it's been said about Oprah too I think people have been um very skeptical of Oprah and her intentions and thinking that she's just not um you know for good and I I just don't agree with that (laughs) um but they're but they're not saying that about the men um the men are the ones who are creating their own tables and they're they're um you know have so much strength and are so poignant and oh you're amazing and all these things so it's it's very interesting um to see that happen in the press and and let's just for a minute talk about the british press be sure to check out part two of our conversation we'll chat about the british media Toronto will share about a family moment similar to this royal fallout, and we discuss what the future may hold for the young family. Mixed Life ATL is recorded in Atlanta, Georgia and produced by SDB360 LLC. We can be heard on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever mainstream podcasts can be found. For information on how to advertise your business on this podcast, please message us at mixlifeatl.com.